Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8 of Howie the Togcast. It is me, Michael Briggs from Michael Briggs Fours, and once again I'm joined by the ultra-professional, super cool, chilled out, super relaxed Ross Johnson from RJX Media. Ross, how the devil are you doing? <laughs> what an intro, mate. I don't think I can compete with that going forward. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, last week, <laughs> well, the last time I did an intro, I was, I was, I went a bit, uh, a bit hard. So I thought, you know what? I felt a bit bad. I'm gonna try and have another go at it, but be a bit more nicer and a bit more pleasant with it. So there you go. There's being pleasant and there's like laying it on real. <laughs> 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 but now I'm, I'm um, all good here. Just um, say just. Cracking on, ready for the start of the new football season this weekend. It's been a, an interesting week since the last time we spoke last week. Um, I managed to get two games covering some of my belt, testing out new ways of working and also having the freedom of going to a wee second away game, um, which I believe now I'm a curse. Because of the two away games I've been to Sunderland, doing four doors, we both lost. So You I need to stop going? I know, yeah. Well, I want to get more under my belt, but I'm starting to think as if it's a bad idea, you know. So, um, most of it's going to be home base focused anyway. But um, if if they can try and slip in in a weird game in somewhere in the calendar mix, and hope we're going to a good form because it's starting to look as if the fingers pointing back at me to say, "Don't go." Yeah, you're definitely a curse. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're going to get the blame for every time, or if we get beat, or go on like a five like game losing streak the fingers going directly towards you that's two games uh, lost on the road um so yeah hopefully, hopefully fortunes will change but yeah it's been um, a canny week man how about yourself uh, i think you might want to let people know how you currently feeling what we just discussed just before what on air there <laughs> <laughs> i'm currently um in not so much crippling pain but i'm in a lot of discomfort because this morning uh, on a Thursday, I, I was off work today, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to treat myself to a nice golf lesson. And uh, I booked it for an hour, and within 15 minutes, I was right back in my car because I've done my back in. My lower back is absolutely gone, uh, and it was, and it is one of the worst things. And also, a penny drop moment where I realised I'm not 24 anymore. So I've realised now I'm, a, I'm I'm approaching 34, and people might say I just a pain, but I but things hurt more now, and um, my back is is now ruined from probably a lot of golf. So I'm currently trying not to make too many weird and outrageous noises, but if you do hear me like make some kind of gasp, it's not because Ross has said something shocking, um, it's because my back just went pop. And I, it's just very uncomfortable. <laughs> well, hopefully, mate, you um, won't do any more damage to it. You'll be on the men very, very soon. But uh, it's the weird things how they score. I mean, you're saying you've done it because of, like, obviously the training you're doing towards the Great North Run and golfing. Like, I just have to, like, sit up when I woke up on a morning and then something just goes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in no physical, like, training shape at all. It's just part and parcel, as you say, just getting all, like, the one little thing can just... Like ruin everything. You could literally just breathe and something goes wrong. Like you could literally just like exhale, or you could just like literally turn your head around and say if someone shout your name, and that's it. Your neck's gone. Your back's gone. Your 
quads ripped to shreds. It, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm really not a fan of this at all. I'm not a fan. I thought like being in some kind of like shape, some decent shape where I'm running and I'm playing golf and being active, this shouldn't be happening. But it is, and, and, and going to sleep is going to be a treat for me, I think. Like, I've got all the heat pads, the tiger bombs, the cool pads, the deep heat stuff. I'm going to smell like a changing room by the time I go to bed. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm all set, but I'm also not ready. <laughs> Just need to get that secret remedy of Lynx Africa sprayed on your lower back. Maybe That's what I do need. Like... I think I need a bit of that old Christmas, Christmas <laughs> present special. You know, um, but both of us are fine, which is great. And Ross, you've been particularly busy, which we'll, we might come back on to later on in the podcast. Um, but this week's episode is the bucket list. We, if you listened to last week's episode, if you haven't, stop what you're doing. Go back and listen to episode seven. In fact, if you haven't even listened to the rest of the episodes, stop what you're doing. Go back from episode one and just binge it until you get here. We'll wait. Hang on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just, like, uh, yeah, just press pause and then like you can come back to this actual moment when we're recording. But uh, we're starting to, yeah, we're getting through the weeks, maybe like on episode eight now. We're, we're starting just like as a you know, quick idea to now we're getting like needed and all the, the conversations as the weeks plan on and seasons right on the, around the corner for us. But it's been passing well. And the, the game, like I said in the previous one, had some great feedback, people getting involved. Uh, long may I continue. I just hope we haven't we don't run out of things to talk about. Yet. Nah, I don't think we'll run. I don't think we'll um we'll run out of anything to, to talk about. I think it's just it's just making sure that we cover topics that you know people don't really have done before. So you know this one could be one that many people have got on their on their list. Literally, is a bucket list. You know, like if if you've started out in photography, you might have so many. We've talked about goals. I think we have and 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 targets. Um. For you know, for bucket list stuff, we're talking about like, like, it could be unrealistic. It could be very realistic. So I think I figured no way. There's no better way to start this really than go straight in with kit, because I think it's the bread and butter of what we do. Um, it's what we basically make our living from, really. So for me, Ross, I think you're done. So I'll go first. And I'm joined. <laughs> I'm still just always forward thinking, man, thinking. As like time's progressing, everything's gone from being three figures in price to four, to the point where I'm thinking right into the future, is I ever going to will I ever put anything down behind the counter to say right there's something for five figures, and it's just not me. I mean, I I, I think that unless you're winning lottery type of money or you're pulling in some amazing like you know opportunities put towards you where you just like could be coined in a new venture or something mm. five figure sums or some lenses and stuff it's just like yeah that's like wow so um i've just been, i've just got past the cusp of the four figures thing and even that's like like destroying yeah. <laughs> so i don't think i'll ever financially recover from it. but uh but yeah i mean you you go ahead with how your kid side of things first and then we can revert to my view on it oh god um I think for me to get right off the bat is a new camera body for me would be you know something like the R six, Canon uh, Canon R six Mark II. I think that's the latest one out. That's only costing like just shy of three grand. Um, that's something you're trying to either save towards. Is that, is that like is that the dream where you 
think it's going to be like more of a long-term safety oh, it's or definitely a long, option? Definitely yeah. long-term. Like at the minute, I'm quite settled with the kit that I've got. Um, but like you know, when you have a look at like deals and stuff, um, and you've got things like even like the the packages you can get with it, that's like three thousand pounds where you get like a, a, a twenty-four to one hundred and five millimeter lens. Yeah. With the camera body, like for me, I'm not really looking to upgrade just yet because, like I mentioned, I'm quite settled. But to get things, but to get things rolling, I would have to get like a mirrorless camera. I think, uh, um, I think there's a lot of positives and pros going mirrorless. Um, I think it'll help me develop as a photographer as well because it's a brand new camera body that I've never used before. So it'll be a lot of new settings, a lot of learning. So what are you using at the moment? So I've currently got a Canon 7D Mark II, which I bought secondhand off eBay for around about £500. And that came through from a lot of research because um, I've got a 700D, I think it is. I think it's a Rebel 7X or something like that in American terms. Um, but that's mainly my video camera. And I'm, I'll probably upgrade that first to a 4K kind of camera, but I'm not in any rush for that. But that's for me, and then I think for a lens, it would probably have to be another 70 to 300 millimeter lens to get going. And then probably something what you've got, that, that, that gigantic telescope in your bag that you've got. Um, Backbreaking one. <laughs> aye, something like that, because I think um, if I, you know, to have that kind of range, which I'm pretty sure you can, you can mention any point really when you just about the, like the range where you don't have to really move about too much I think with the the lens I've got now is great because I can just I don't have to move closer compared to when I had my other lens and it's a lot easier to maneuver and it's a lot better to work in low light because it's an, it's an f2.8 um I think in terms of a 4k camera I haven't really looked just yet to how to see what it is, but I do hear that um, Sony produced good 4K cameras. Is it the A7 or A7X? I think it is. Um, it's more for like the video work. I like. Um, I think there was a cut. There's that was one and a Black Magic for video as well. But that's that's fucking that's a pipe dream that for a Black Magic camera. Um, because I've seen one being used and it's they are naughty. Um, GH. I think if I wanted to, if I wanted to upgrade it on a budget, I'd upgrade to probably do a GH five, a Sony GH five, because they punch out four uh, K and it doesn't have a limit for how long you record for. Whereas the one I've got at the minute's got like a ten minute limit. Right. So if I want to do like a sit down interview, it would literally have to be ten minutes, or we finish on a question. And then we'd reset the camera, like reset the record button, which is not ideal. Um, yeah, but for me, I mean that in terms of kit, like that's the that's where I'd go to at first. And mics, um, probably the same mics. I don't even have the name off the top of my head. Is the same mics that you see everyone using on podcasts? I would love to have that mic, um, just because I love the sound it can kick out. I don't know if you've heard it. I've seen them on different podcasts. It's just this. It looks funky and it, it sounds unbelievable is it, is it a road mic is it or no i can't remember what it is it I, I i might have to like look it up here um i can't remember what, i don't know what it what it's called podcast mic 
Assure, that's it. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, sure, Mike would probably be one for that one for the podcast for this, but also just to record any kind of voiceovers. Um, and that, and that really for the time being's it. Like, I, I haven't really like sat and just dwindled on in terms of kit because I, at the minute, like I said, I'm I'm very settled with what I've got. At the minute, I'm not really looking to upgrade lens wise. I'm more set. Um, but I think if I was to upgrade anything soon in terms of bucket list, it would be a 4K camera. I don't think an 8K camera is any good because I can just imagine my laptop ready to explode if I try to export an 8K. Um, but yeah, what about you, Ross? I, I I think I've waffled on long enough. Like, but what about you? Have you have you got an idea what you wanted to upgrade to next potentially? I think it's like when you when you're starting off, you're always thinking on what's going to be next as you progress through. Because I see if, you, if people listen, when you do start off, they're getting like a mid-range DSLR or, you know, anything that will fit the grid for a couple hundred quid just to get yourself started off to get an all, you know, use a camera and work on compositions, everything else that goes with it. It's a good way to start, but you know, I think after a while, you'll probably come like, you'll, you'll know to a point where you think, I'm, I'm kind of... I need to move on from what this camera can do. It's still obviously worth either keeping on or unless you obviously want to sell it and put towards something else. But you'll come a time where you think I need to move on to that next level to take me work to that again, the next level there. Um, because I, I started off with the Canon 750D uh, um, and they say at the time it was spot on for what I was what I need, getting ready and getting into all the things I wanted to do with those cars, wildlife, you name it. Moved on to the Canon 90D from there. Loved the camera because it's just like, a, again, the upgrade, just testing out new like functions on it and getting better quality images. It was just that progression. Um, and now I've obviously moved on to, I've got two Canon R7 bodies, um, which they work fine for me, no, no major issue. I think potentially the video could be a little better um, in possibly more low-light conditions, really. Uh, but the general day-to-day stuff during the day or anything I've got no issues with, um, the 4K looks uh, really good on it. Uh, for what I need, for what I'm doing anyway, it's more than fine. Um, <clears throat> on the video side, if I was wanting to upgrade, like you've just touched upon, you've got the Blackmagic 6K, that would be great. Um, but again, you just when you think, oh, how much is this going to cost? You're looking at anything anything between like 1500 to grand for one brand new if not more so again you think do i want to pull that aside but then it's if you're going to record purely on that and then have a backup camera on the r7 for example are you going to have an issue with like the footage not matching or anything like that yeah again i'm not 100 clear on all of like the, the specifications whether the the, the the video quality will like obviously be a lot different where you it's not you can notice it straight away um, but that's something I might have to consider, like aside for other projects in the future. But in terms of um, camera bodies, I think I think the, the thing I would love to have, especially for more of the sport, um, I would love to own potentially a Canon R three. But again, <laughs> when you just go on Google and you type Canon R three, it brings up the places like uh, like Wex, um, Park cameras, you name it. Um, the the camera bodies are what like four and a half, five, five and a half grand just Ooh. for one, and then you're like, it's like it's like you know, it might not, to other people that it might not be like you know a big deal, but that's like a lot of money just to pull out of one thing. 
yes, you're doing something you love and hopefully you'll you'll make a return where it'll balance out. But it's again, if you want two of those bodies, you're coming up to like ten grand plus. <laughs> and it's like you start looking at other things. If you're not obviously main in photography, you will compare it. Oh, you can get a car for that and other things. And a mortgage and bills and food for possibly a month. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, when does it stop getting silly? But then I suppose if you want to reach that goal to be doing this, you know, full time on a high level covering really high end matches and you're reaping the rewards of, you know, you if you ever get that goal, you're covering like, say, like, let's say, like European competition or England, for example, or a World Cup or anything like that. If you're on that like level, producing high quality content for all the news outlets and all that, then really you'll, it'll pay for itself, no problem. But I'm just nowhere near that stage or even be able to justify it and go, I've got this liner and I can fork out for two of those camera bodies because you'd just be purely hemorrhaging your bank account. Just, yeah, and like you'd be gone. And then you'd be thinking, right, how do I survive? And then you there goes a missus and your house. And... Oh, everything will just be um, like, I got just it. gone. Aye. <laughs> Living in a but, car. Um, <laughs> so those, I mean, those are two, like, well, if I could just even have one, you know, one one of those bodies would be, like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of lenses, I mean, I, the one you mentioned, that's the 300mm f2.8 I've got. Obviously, it's not, I think it's the first generation one of it. So, um, that's like since I've been using it the past two, two games there, I'm like just because when things when you know you just fall in love with it straight away, you're yeah. like, oh, it's, I can see a total like change in the images I'm doing now compared to what I was doing the previous season. Which don't get us wrong, the previous season, the photos I got, I was more than happy with, but just having that, um like f-stop to get more lighting uh, at 2.8 and obviously not having to pay as much for a 400 millimeter i've got that was that teleconverter mm-hmm. yes it puts f4 but um it still like for what i need it for like with the side of the pitch and the players down the other side that it's, it's more than ideal without having to really break the bank so if i was to wanting to get like the, the next one at a 400 mil f2.8 will be fantastic to have but again i think i'll be just having that for adding sake um i think the 300 millimeter is kind of the sweet spot for what i needed for now yeah and i think apart from like that i'm kind of covered lenses wise unless you want to get like the more latest ones where they're a lot lighter and they've got better optics in um but for now i'm quite good i think the only thing i would probably want to add maybe is down the line um, I know the new DJI um, Air Three just come out there. Yeah, uh, kind of like a, gear, a go between um, between the Mini Three Pro and the Mavic Three. So the Air Three would be kind of like a good sweet spot to have if I want to do any further like drone work, uh, like production wise. But that's the only really things that's on me like Horizon um, in terms of more of affordability. Where I'm not going to really bankrupt myself, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm in no rush. That's probably this one. Like now, I'm I'm kind of content with what I've got, rather than thinking oh, I need to get this next and where's it going to come from and all that. So um, that would be the um, the dream one. Um, but if, if if money was no object, if the lottery win coming, out, I would just go berserk. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'd be a millionaire. For no, no, nah, nah. I think it would be like literally half it would go towards say paying off stuff, 
and the rest would be on camera equipment and studio stuff. It would, it would I think I'd just like walking in to see like in Wex in Newcastle near Gosforth, just be able to walk in, throw the money at them, and see the staff there. Just say, yeah, how can I help? I'm just like, right, just close the shop. I'll have this, 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 and this. Whatever and you've got on that shelf, I'm taking it. Whatever you got yeah. in there, I'm taking it. I mean, it'd be an interesting concept to see whether if you were, you know, at that stage, if you did win the lottery. Would you stay with Canon or would you go to a different brand? There's a question. Would you would you completely just ditch what you've got, sell it up or whatever, then go completely different? Has that ever crossed your mind? Nah, not at all. I think the only thing I would cross into it for video wise would be Sony. Photography wise, I would. I'm sticking with Canon. Uh, I've used it from the very beginning, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. A lot of people have said like, oh, if you go to Sony, it produces these kind of tones. I'm thinking, yeah, it looks okay, but. I'm pretty sure you can get that kind of same thing with Canon if you know what you're doing with it. Um, I've never ever wanted to go, oh, I'm going to switch because one, all the lenses that I've got off a of Canon and I kind of be asked to buy a converter to to convert the Canon lenses to fit onto a, onto a Sony body. I'd probably That's probably who I'd go to. I wouldn't go to a Nikon or anywhere else. Um, but I think photography-wise, if... I'm sticking with with Canon, but if you were like you have to pick one or the other for for, for videos going forward, I'd probably lean on Sony, um, or Panasonic. Yeah, Panas- is Panasonic part of Sony? Panasonic Lumix, I think. I thought I'm looking at it's a Lumix GH4, GH5. I'm looking at to get for videos because it's. I think I I need to upgrade the, the camera soon. I need to, I might have to retire this one soon, because it's like, nearly ten years old now. If not older, um. So that's, if that was a push, probably Sony for video, but that's about it. What about you? Yeah, I mean, again, I think when you look at some of the stuff Sony are producing, like, the quality is unreal. And obviously, with you wanting quality, you're going to have to pay, like, high-end prices. Um, I did at one point think, do I kind of just start again, like, sell everything and then move to maybe, like, I did contemplate a thing, do I go to Sony? But I thought if I'm going to do that, I'm going to have to literally start again and like have literally one or two lenses purely focusing more towards sport, and then that's going to be it. Not going to give us any freedom to do anything else that I might come and think, oh, it'd be great to go and, you know, to this particular point of interest for landscape or whatever. And I'll be thinking, oh, I can't now because I'm kind of plowed all my money into like G Master lenses or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, well, I'm literally like, I can't do anything. So whether that will change in the future, who knows? I'm more than content with what Canon provide and what I'm using. Um, and also the Sigma lenses I've got, I think I'm, I'm you know, there's always going to be like them the better lenses out there. You're going to get more crisper, sharper images or, you know, I just for what I'm using, for what I'm doing, I'm just more than content with it. Um, but again, if money was no option, it would be kind of an interesting thing to walk into, you know, like it's a Wex or any other particular shop and then they see like a Sony A7R5 and then go, oh, do I start again and learn this? Um, one of those camera bodies we managed to try and check out again for the video side, is it the Sony FX3? Mm-hmm. FX3 would be, sure. would be um, good just purely for the video optics on there. Um, but yeah, I, I, until that happens, it's, it's I'm purely Canon. <laughs> I've got no reason to change. But if um, fortunes change for the better, 
Um, I suppose I'll have to wait that dilemma, but I don't think that day is ever going to come. So I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with Canon for now. Well, I've got the Canon printer, so I can't change anytime soon anyway, so I'm not... <laughs> I'm, I can't, I'm we're very down. Canon loyal on this. Uh, yeah, we are Canon loyal. Not that we're sponsored by Canon, but that would be nice if we were, like, but... Um, yeah, we're kind of, we're Canon royalists here, so if, I hope we don't offend anyone with our views because I know that was some I've noticed some people are very very touchy with the brand of camera. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean I, I I've never been like fanboy in terms of like oh these lads use Sony because there's a lot of like Sony users who'll be like you know when it comes to like street photography or whatever they the think of the dog's bollocks basically, and you know they probably have maybe have better law like abilities, but it, it seems to be like a very when you start getting into brands who's like, who's this, that, and the other, you just think, oh, I can't be true with it. If, basically, for me, if the camera works and it produces images I'm very happy with, yes, I know I can get ha much better, but that, that means spending tons more money for what I'm using, for what I've got going on. If it works for me, then, then great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I, I agree. Um, I don't think anything... Uh, it sounds like we're both really happy with our kit, and... I'd, Again, unless money comes into play, we're quite settled, really, aren't we, by the sounds of it? So what about in terms of a, a location? Have you ever thought about what would be a dream location to do a shoot um, or, you know, to, to travel to do something? Um, anything like that, anything like that has, has that come across your mind at all since you've been taking up photography and videography, Ross? Yeah, I mean, I think um, if we're doing covering... I'll cover sport before I go into, like point like places of interest like for sport wise i think as much as i don't get us wrong going at the stadium of like every when i get a chance to go to it it's like it, it never like wears off we think oh i'm here again like every time going in through the doors and you know doing that it's still like a like a wow moment i'll, I'll never get like tired of it but in terms of like going on the roads i would say i was at hartley pool on tuesday i know it's you know a different league this time the other but i think it's it's nice to branch out and go to all different stadiums just to get like a different viewpoint and just being like a football fan in the crowd. I think the I the goal for next, like the dream stuff really, is to whether cover more championship games or work up the leagues to get into like Premier League stadium because obviously the higher the league you go, the more the better facilities there are. There's you know, um I think the idea of going to somewhere like an old Trafford or an Anfield Tottenham Hotspur Stadium or even like you know the pinnacle going to Wembley to cover um a particular game there. Knowing that National League accreditations come through, um the idea of say, you know, there's been plenty of teams up our way who've managed to get to Wembley for FA uh Vars Trophy uh, competition or you know, that could be an option to think one day if it's not gonna be for Sunderland, that will be, you know, over the past few years, it would have been fantastic to get on there and do that. Yeah. Um, but if that opportunity comes up now, whether it's National League or something, just to say, let's see, I, I went to Wembley and, you know, might not be for Sunderland, but I just got the opportunity to go there. Um, so that would be something like unreal. And then obviously beyond that, it's just then you start branching out to like European competitions, you know, like if that ever comes across, um, just covering something like that, but on just a different like a different scale really so that would be like um incredible um aside from sport really um i would love to do a lot more street stuff um but with the idea of doing street in major cities like i, I, I love the idea about the same time i don't want to get robbed or stabbed <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> yeah. for, like walking around with you know because it's, it's 
if you've got a 7200 lens doing like you know some if you don't want to be like getting up in people's grill doing street stuff it's good to have that but when you're walking around sketchy like places like london or wherever you know you could be just one wrong turn from somebody you know someone coming up to you and you tend to find all these major seeds there's just nothing but bother going on yeah. um the guys who i follow on other socials who live in those cities make it look so easy they must know every little escape route out of all what's going on i just couldn't feel like safe like walking around i mean even in my own city or even when i've been around newcastle sometimes doing street stuff at night it's kind of like you've got to have eyes in the back of your ass all the time yeah and even then you're not you're not taking as much gear you think i'll just take one body one leg to just work with what i've got rather than think i'm gonna have to take a huge tortoise shell on my back with like, multiple lenses and that it's just yeah i think if there's one one city in the world i would love to do was probably be new york yeah uh, that's kind of like again a bucket list thing i would love to do um i've been meaning to do it um because my sister um she works for virgin atlantic and gets to go all over the world doing her stuff with them um, the planes and that so she has mentioned many a time because she has she does go to new york quite often with work to see it, like jump on the flight with her and go and experience it for a weekend which it would be great, but I think once you get there, you will want to cover like every part of New York. Right? Yeah. Just, you only get like a, a two days to kind of quickly cram it all in. Um, but that's something I really want to do uh, at some point, just to be able to, you know, do stuff at ground level, just to get that raw naturalness of like the puzzle and bustle of New York, but also the stuff at night where you just see everything lit up. Yeah. Like, climb to a particular tower building and look out and get all the like the night visuals, everything lit up, all that type of backlight of it would just be unreal experience so that's my kind of bucket list things that i want to do in terms of um like locations there's plenty of other places in the world i would love to go but then the those are the main ones that i think more doable potentially than going to like a bali or australia or wherever yeah but um how about you mate what's 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 your thoughts on it um, I think first and foremost, sport-wise, it's very similar to what you mentioned. If I can get to Wembley in some kind of capacity, that would be like up there to say like I've been to the home of football and like witnessed or filmed Mortworth do something well or a, a team do well and be like, well, I was there for it. Um, it's it's a shame because I joined Mortworth literally two years after they were in Wembley with the Vars. Um, when they won it, so that's just a, a bloody shame. Um, but yeah, covering things like um going to like a European Champions League fixture, whether it's um a club or a final, like it's not if it's not in the UK, I would love to to do that. But I think for me, it has to be going to America and covering American sports. I think it would have to be if I got a chance to cover like the NFL, the NBA, um, Major League Baseball. I'd be buzzing, buzzing off me nut, because it's, for me, I'm an American sport fan, so if I ever get the chance to watch, like, NFL when it's on, like, 7 o'clock at night and not 3 o'clock in the morning, I'll do it. Super Bowl is something I watch religiously every single year, um, and the NBA Finals, again, I'll watch it as much as I can. WWE, I'll watch it, even though it's fake, I know it's fake, but I'll watch it every year, WrestleMania's, again, at another... Another event that I'll I, I stay up for. Um, and the PGA as well. 
you know, like if I got to go and cover the mast, they don't really let you take photos at, at, or cameras in at the masters, to be honest with you. I think it's a very select few. Because um, apparently if you, if you get to play on the course, like so whether it's through a, a member, you're not allowed to take your camera phone with you. You cannot take pictures on the, on the course. You're allowed to... Um, and a, a good old fashioned like you know the cameras you see at weddings, mm. those kind of cameras like the, the disposable. eye disposable camera you can you can take those and you can use them. Um, and again, if I got to cover any of the majors, particularly the UK, like the Open, I'd be buzzing with that. Like just just because of how big it is here. Like when I, when it was on. Um, this well, two weeks ago, I just um, I was glued to my TV from Thursday to Sunday. Didn't really want to do anything. I played golf, obviously, but when I got back, I was just glued to my TV. Yeah. Um, in terms of locations, again, yeah, New York's one. Um, there's a place I'm not sure if it's somewhere in Canada, where I think Peter McKinnon called it his bucket list shot. And I don't know if it's in Canada, but he travelled up there and he needed it to be like perfect conditions and it was like a a mountain and it like the water was still and blue and the sky was like blue and the mountains were like snowy but like levelled off with like just like stony kind of colouring and it looked lush. So where I can't remember where that is, I'm sure it's in Canada somewhere. But somewhere like that, and then also for me, somewhere in Asia, like I'm not a big flight fan but if I got to go to say like Tokyo or Japan where it's like again like the hustle and bustle and the and the street nightlife will be unbelievable for the neon stuff yeah I mean I think just to follow on like just to a side out when you mentioned Asia like yeah kind of similar to like the like London New York like the idea of going to like a Tokyo because you can get some amazing stuff like during the day I don't know if you got a chance to watch um North Borders and Seventh Era POV yeah. video when they were walking through like like Tokyo and just like to have that like so much creative freedom just to go berserk and yeah. get as many photos from all angles and then that's like just during the day like come the night time that whole like neon sign like whether even if it's even more so if it's been raining or whatever just all those like potential visuals you could get would be like incredible yeah even like a side side just when you mentioned like um, the Canada. Um, another place would be great would be like somewhere like Iceland yeah or that would be for like you know if you want to capture the northern lights yeah I was just about to say that as well that would be like for like I mean I've I've had such a love-hate relationship with the northern lights because I just never every time they're here I'm either busy doing something else or they just don't appear when I want to go and see (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah as you were saying like yeah like Asia somewhere would be unreal Oh god, yeah, like and he said, like somewhere like in Scandinavia as well, like Iceland, just to just experience the aurora, like at full pelt, like not just like what we get here, where it's like a little bit of green, but like full on like deep dark green aurora, like you see it whenever it's aurora season, you see it just flood your feed when you're following photographers, and it just looks unbelievable. Like it'd be cold as shit, but it'd be absolutely worth worth the trip and worth just getting your camera out and just snapping away because I think like them those kind of shots will be the kind of like, bu- like bucket list shots again like which which will come to later but like that that for me is a, is a bucket list shot is an aurora 
in its in its proper setting. Like if, like you see videos where people are just standing and watching, um, and watching it just like just wave above them. It's like it's just mental. It blows my mind watching that. Like I've only ever seen the aurora very 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 faintly, and you can just about see it when it was like was it two years ago or something like that. Um, and yeah, I know there's been a few recently over the, like this year, but like when I went to see it for the very first time, um, like you could just see the greenness like waving and dancing. It was unbelievable. So to see it like they would be unbelievable. I mean, that's the thing. I think if you ever got a, like chance to experience it again, if you ever to those bucket list locations, like the people who have that like at its peak most most of the time, I don't know if they take it for granted or not. But I think the idea of just be able to. Like imagine having that like down here on a regular basis. Like just walk here, here, so I've got to go around the shops and get some, you know, some some drink or whatever. And as you walk, the sky's just illuminate with like green trails, just going berserk, dancing, no. like lighting up like everything around you, like bright green, and you just kind of just crack on going about your life. It'd be just, it'd just be yeah. <laughs> like even to my like just to have that imagine like just like again like a dream scenario. Like you could be, I don't know, I could be covering watching. Someone at a major game at the stadium at a night game where you know the atmosphere is like real electric, but like, the sky's bouncing bright green, like just for that visual, like imagine it would be just like, like insane. But uh, again, I think again, we can dream. I don't think that's ever gonna happen <laughs> where we live, but uh, if they relocate and manage to get up that side of the world, uh, there's that possibility, I suppose, but it's like zero point freaking endless zeros point one that might ever happen well at least there's a small small chance of it ever happening but it's never gonna happen the way let's be realistic is it's never gonna happen (laughs) ever ever um but what about i think we've mentioned it briefly in the episode before i think or um in a past episode where we mentioned like a dream sector like i know that we've talked about in the past where we kind of wanted to, to we talk about where I want to be in the future, but like for those who, who you know, who haven't caught up just yet or are in the stages, like what would for you, like for, for a dream, ultimate dream sector, I think football is, is definitely there, for, for, you know, just at the top of the list for you, but um, a dream sector that you would like to work for, like if it wasn't just football, what else could it be? I mean, to be honest with you, I think, like the, we said in the previous one, I think like the main thing would love to be working in like an, in and amongst football, whether it's like media, photography, videography, you name it, I think to get into that like creative flow, just see what you can do to showcase your talent and, and hopefully make the visual side of it like better, see where fans can gravitate towards and you know, you're telling the story of a team you love, even if it's not so much for like someone it could be like for any team, you can just kind of go with that flow and see what you can do. I think if it wasn't for football, the other things I would love to kind of get involved with either be uh, like cricket, for example, that would be great. Um, whether that be like, you know, Durham or Yorkshire to push if I really had to commute. But, um, you know, like even at England level, that would be like like a fantastic thing. Um, aside from that, possibly anything to do with motorsport, really. I think, you know, if you, if you imagine doing something like the F1. Oh. I mean, I'm not like a, a F1 fanatic by any means. I'll just watch it like a kid. I'm not going to say I'm like a diehard fan, but I think that... The idea of going all over the world and like putting like getting amongst like the paddocks and getting all that like raw storytelling like type of shots of like the like whether it's a driver or a big jump in the car or the like the, the, the mechanical crew where we can get 
like prepare and stuff. I think all that type of story from like what you t- probably don't get to see that often would be just great to capture. Um, I'm, I say I'm quite open to well, the sports, but obviously I'm not going to be that clued up. So it's kind of like trying to get involved in a sport where, say, for example, you mentioned before, like golf. I'm you're probably head and shoulders more of an expert and can tell me loads of stuff. But I'm just like I haven't got a clue. I know when the when the open comes around, I have a bit of an interest to it, but like I'm not going to see on all this person's background and how good they are. Um, so I don't think I'll ever do it justice. But there's plenty of sport, other things I'll be interested in doing, but I just don't have as much passion for compared to see a football or a cricket. Uh, aside from sport, really, I think trying to think of other sectors you could get in. I mean, you could obviously work for a firm doing, you know, like landscape and getting like property development. Because you could have so much fun with like using the drone um, like for development that side. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me, dream stuff really is going to be more sport-based rather than any other. Um, I think the only thing I would like to do is if like if I was going to do more wildlife, it would be great to just like, again go around the world all these different places like oh, it's like a safari environment or you know like winter environment doing stuff like you know if you get a chance to say like penguins the natural habitat all that type of stuff would be just because i watched the um, the nature documentaries with uh, david attenborough and the like and it would be i think to when you're watching those visuals i think the the, the camera and crew must be just like you know fall over themselves some of the stuff they can get and i think to be able to do something like that would be incredible yeah so I think it'd be, it'd be sport first, then wildlife, then whatever else thereafter. Mm. How about you? Yeah, um, sports top of the list. I think if I got drafted in to do um, golf, that that for me would be the dream job. I mentioned it. I think I've mentioned the list, the episode the episode before this or last. Um, golf for me is is. is is where it would be. Football is is great for the time being, but I think you know when I, when you you work with football, you and you got you want to work in in football. You have to eat, sleep, and breathe football. Um, and I feel like there'll be a lot of overtime happening, um, which I think is not a great work life balance. Where I think with golf, I think it's unless it's a major, it's a bit full on because. Um, but you see things like inside the open where it's like behind the scenes stuff which you never really got to see ever before like the like before the open came about and up, updated everything and that's the kind of shit I would thrive off because you it's once a year and it's not every week um we get to work on stuff like that um, or really it's four times a year if you're looking at the majors um but if you're working for the, for the PGA for instance it's it's every week which for me would be great. Um, and then it would be closely followed by American sports again. Like I think if I got to, to do stuff for the NBA, that would be fucking unreal. Same with the NFL. I'd love to do shit like that. Like I've got my team with the LA Rams for the NFL. Uh, and my team for the NBA is at Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, so... To work within that kind of set, that would be would be unreal because it's like it's it's something that I know well of, but not in terms of like general output. I think the the, the generic thing would be if a, an unbelievable play or an unbelievable point um, or something funny, 
behind the scenes stuff like very similar what they do with with football here but i think it's with it being americanized it's quite um like not ott but just more punchy um but for me yeah i think but it, outside of sport i'm struggling to, to even think because there's not really a sector which i feel i could could do like fashion absolutely not um wildlife i just don't have any interest in in wildlife um unless it's dog photography i mean that that's probably as close to wildlife photography as, I, as i'd push um yeah for me like landscape again i've fallen out of love with landscape stuff i just it, it would have to be it's it's for me it's sport or nothing for dream stuff and up there it has to be golf basketball american football then football and around that but it's just one of those things where you kind of have to get your foot in the door with it almost and I feel like for, for the American stuff, it's quite tough to break in because you have to be basically living in the US to get any kind of nod, um, which that's already scuppered half the stuff I enjoy doing. But like stuff like golf, there's plenty of things to do around here. It's saying that, I mean, for, me, for you, if you, you, know, you follow a lot of like American like sports and I think the only close thing you're going to get over here is when they potentially visit like London. Yeah. Like, Get again. You have to commute for that, and then like they never do anything in terms of like like up here based. Um, you might I don't know. Can you? I mean, you probably know better than I do. Is one of the last like major like event like American based that was up here. I know obviously the wrestling tour was frequently like the Newcastle Arena over the years. But aside that, in terms of a separate sport, has there been anything American based with the like brought the product over here up until the northeast. Not the NBA. Not the wrestling's NBA. Wrestling's the only one I can think of. Nah, not the NBA. They've brought like they've brought like the like the like when J like Great Britain played like America for a friendly. Um but it wasn't like big names that you would expect from from America. Like it was literally like a if I remember rightly it was basically like a you know how we used to have like the England B and C team. This was like the yeah. American C team. Like half the basketballers that were playing, you probably would never even heard of. Um, that's as close to a, of a thing we've had here, which is a real shame. Like, cause I get it. Like, the, like Newcastle isn't isn't quite, or the northeast isn't isn't see, seen as a a big kind of area compared to your Londons, which is a bit crap, but. It's it's you know, London's London's got its name for 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 a reason, um, because of the you know the street life and and what have you. But and you've got Wembley, which is always going to win the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which again you're always going to win. You've got like the Olympic stuff as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I think it, it's just unfortunate that we can't get big big ish events up here. Like I think like in terms of athletics, I would love to do that as well. I've, I missed that out because I've got a background in athletics. I would love to do an athletics thing. Um, but I think the last time I had something big over here was the European Team Championships in 2013. So you're already talking 10 years ago since we had that kind of a, a kind of event around here where, um, and it, I don't know if it still happens now, but, you know, there's the the Diamond League. I don't know if it comes to Gateshead still. I know that came, it came once and you had an, like an athlete called Asafa Powell who... I think it was in 2006 where he came to Gateshead Stadium and equaled the world record and ran 9.77 seconds, um, which was, I got to witness that and it was ridiculous. Like I got to witness a world record 
being equaled or broken slightly. It was ridiculous. In Gateshead, like, unheard of. Um, but those kind of things, one that I don't think I'll ever see, like, a, a major event like that up in Newcastle unless it's a concert. Um, oh, that's a sec. As I just thought about that, I'd probably do music. I'd probably, I'd probably do gig photography. Thinking about it, I wouldn't mind doing that. Like to be fair, um, okay, there you go. There's one. I didn't even, I didn't even think. Um, I was blinded by the pain. I, <laughs> 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 um, I think if sport wasn't one thing, I definitely would look at doing music photography. Like when you see like uh, photographers at gigs, and you see the pictures. Like particularly as a photographer, I don't know the photographer's name, but who covers Slipknot? When you go on the Instagram and see the pictures at the kick out, he's very, very, very creative with it all. It's not, it's not like your generic under your under the nose and zoomed right in. It's like it's it's very like it's edited in a particular way, like grungy, and it's also like there's if there's like a reflective aspect of it, you'll do that, and it's yeah, whoever does it, it, it you know the the bloody great at it, and the music and the video stuff as well, like you see. People with the cameras just like whip pan and everything. It must be a thing, mate, where they just whip whip pans for everything. I just saw the guy like just move the camera like in and out and twisting it all the time, and then whip panning it. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, is what's this guy doing? I think he's sitting my music there, getting like I just completely blinding myself with that as well. I think the idea of like getting it's going on tour, all these like major venues across the world, or going even it doesn't much be for like major like places, like some like really nice like venues where you can like you know it's packed out you go to either you're working with a band you love listening to or a particular act of interest and you can you, you get all the shots of like the crowd getting involved or see the, the, the band doing their thing just having that like you know free to go berserk and have so much fun with that i'd imagine it'll be very grueling and tiring like from one show to the next getting photos edited and Especially if you're doing a video as well, to have to be have a massive quick turnaround to yeah, the content like on a frequent basis, um, rather than just those, either just rely on stuff quickly on the phone so it does it for them. Like to do it like all behind like like a proper camera and all that'd be uh, a real test to how well you can cope. Because there's a lot of like those um, meme pages that I follow, like uh, who like just put loads of stuff about like people working within like. Um, like music industries and like on with photography or videography and just the amount of like like grueling challenge it puts on the body yeah <laughs> physically um so i think that the the music side um obviously done the couple of gigs were great but i think to do it more long term that would be kind of an interesting aspect of where i work towards yeah yeah i agree like the music stuff it, i i i i I think I spend about like half the time looking at the photographer than I do the music music band sometimes, like <laughs> just to see what they've got. Like, what have you got? What lens yeah. is that? Like, fuck the band. What lens are you? I like fucking lads. <laughs> fucking pack them when you're like, what you use? You, you are my focus. Like, I I think a music would be a good shout. Like, I think it's I think it's not very. I think it'd be very, um, like you said, it'd be very demanding, but I think very rewarding at the same time when you see some of the content getting punched out. Like so, um, what about dream shot though? Have you ever thought about having like a dream? I know we talk about the Aurora stuff, but for you, have you have you ever like looked at at stuff and thought, oh, that's the shot. Like that's the dream shot that I want. Like in everything in life, that is the that is the money shot, as they call it. Have you ever have you ever thought about that or? along those lines I think within 
like sport, you you just want to capture those like, you know, like the release of energy moments where a goal is being scored, whether it's like, I don't know, if a player scores with an overhead kick or a specific type of like style of goal, whether you get a wide shot of that going in or, but you've got the crowds freezing them in motion where they're just rising off the seat or you're capturing like literally arms and bodies and people are jumping over that. Them type of shots are the ones where you want to capture in terms of like, say the, the freak of nature type shots that could be like, you know, something where just you weren't expecting, but you're in the point blank of like prime position where you sit. Um, I was looking at the, I don't know if it was the sports journalist awards that have just been released today. Yeah. That's what they call the sport, like some of the images that are being like, for all the different sport there is, like some of the images have just been like, like how have they called that? Like in that, like just look right place, right time, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, like did you, did you see the picture of David Moyes with a bubble on his eye? Yeah, there's that. Um, there's, <laughs> there's just a few other ones like working my way through. I'm going like, like just it's just weird, like how like early in the day you just think you're going about your business and you think well, I'm just going to go to the the stadium or a particular course or it's golf or you name it and. Some of the shots, I'm just thinking, like, fuck, how? <laughs> <laughs> like, so those type of scenarios, you'd think, oh, it'd be great to, you know, capture a particular point of interest or just something you're just not going to expect. Because I think over the past few years, there's been some stupid stuff that's happened at football grounds where you're just thinking, wow, that's like, you would never even thought that was ever going to happen. So to, I can't pinpoint what exactly I would love to cover and say I want to sit here and I'm going to wait all season for this to happen because no my luck will probably happen and I wasn't looking <laughs> I've just missed the shot completely it could be like a rare opportunity but um, I think for it was more when I was doing landscape earlier before I was more focused more on the sport um, the Aurora was one of the things I really wanted to capture I, I would say I've been tried a few different places across the Northumberland uh, scene and the like and it just when it was pinging seeing it was red here we go um, one one particular thing me and my girlfriend drove up to um, Sycamore Gap had a tip off on the app to see it's going to be like pinging red so get ready you'll be able to see it no problem um, drove all the way up there so like media outlets are saying it's going to happen and even though the app was saying yeah it's, it's at its peak now I'm looking north and there's about, I don't know, about 50 to 70 people standing around me up there for the kind of the same reason. And we didn't see shit. <laughs> nothing. Like, it was just total, like, there was clear sky, but nothing was happening. Mm. So I thought, well, if if I can't see it when it's at its peak without going into purple on the, the scale, um, and the colour corner, I think red's at its peak. I think when it goes to purple, you'll be able to see it from all over, unless I'm wrong. Uh, but this was pinging red for quite a while, and I'm just kind of all standing and feeling total darkness. And I'm just going, "Well, this is shite. This like, <laughs> does someone put the lecky on? Like, does, does someone just turn it off? Does it not work?" <laughs> um, so yeah, I've, like I've all, I've just haven't got that kind of dream shot yet. And the idea of thinking, right, I want to potentially save and make a trip to go towards Iceland or whichever other country up that way, Norway or something. To get all that way and know my look, I'll have like a, a week and the whole week's going to be cloudy. You'll just not see it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I'm only going to take my chances if I head down to see Shields Course near Super Lighthouse or if I really can be bothered. If I've got nothing planned, I fancy the drive up somewhere in Northumberland. I'm going to 
I may get lucky, hopefully. Um, but yeah, every time I've tried so far, it just hasn't happened. So it's still on the dream shot if I want to do something more landscape based. But other than that, um, the idea of maybe going up to Scotland, certain parts of Scotland would be quite great to do some landscape. But I mean, like you say, for you, mate, I think like when we did landscape at the beginning, it's just like it. I'll be literally running out the door for a drive, like a maniac to get to somewhere. Want to be like a prime shot now. Landscape wise, I'm just not as like like fussed. Nah, same. Like nothing. It. I used to get out the door like every Sunday, with a couple of others, um, and just like go and explore like Northumberland, or go and explore somewhere completely different. Um, and just the thought of that doing that now. Like going out and taking landscape picture, just I can't do it. Like the walk would be class, um, and the crack would probably be even better. But just like I'd probably just stick with that. Like I wouldn't get my camera. I wouldn't. I probably would never entertain it. I'd probably take the drone. Um, but then it's like, what am I taking a picture of? Because it all looks the same. Um, whereas you know when you when you do sport, you kind of you know there's always something going on, and you can always be creative with that. Whereas with landscape, you, you just you point and click, and that's it. Um, and sometimes it doesn't matter how many, how much you edit it to, to make it look greener or murky or whatnot. It's just bland for me at the minute. I don't know about with landscapes with you, mate, but like, I, I just, I just can't, I just can't do it. I, I can't, I can't get motivated to go and do anything landscape wise. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there was here was one point where you know I'd be messing about with filters and trying all sorts of different compositions for landscape. Now I'm like, they're kind of just sitting there, like the stairs, more small. I was thinking, I'm like, we're going out of here. We're going to go on a landscape <laughs> adventure somewhere. I'm just like, I can't be bothered now. It's got to the point now where I'm probably enjoying watching a number of Northeast based photographers doing their thing and seeing what they come up with. Yes, yeah. Same. And I'm looking at, you know, whether it's sunset shots or anything involving the moon or whatever. I'll get around to back out eventually at some point because I want to do more. I want to especially with this new lens I want to try and I think we had a super moon on the first there uh, on Tuesday night I was down Hartlepool but it would have made a difference anyway because it was just cloudy and pissing now but <laughs> I, want, I, want, I do want to get like the, like a super moon image at some point um, again but I think for now I, mean, I, I just I appreciate to see what other people are doing because um, some of the landscape shots we've still got around like the northeast or Northumberland where it's like some of them are just incredible. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and more and fair play for those who are, you know, getting out and all conditions or whatever. It's just like for, at this moment in time, I think I'm like probably yourself. Me, I'm just that more sport driven. Um, I didn't want to continuously push myself the nights I had free to still go out and do some, you know, landscape stuff when I've had the time. And there's been some amazing sunsets I've missed out on where I've, I've jacked it in and thought I'm not going to bother. And then I look outside and I think, oh, I should have went out, I should have like, just made an effort to go. But there was a time where I was literally just waiting for outside in advance, thinking it might come off. And now I'm just like really not sure whether that, if hopefully that might come back one day, but I'm, I'm in no real rush because I'm, you know, the season starts this weekend and I yeah. just haven't got the time to want to go out unless there's something like really worth potentially that could happen, you know? So, mm. no, I, I, I agree. I think <clears throat> for me in terms of a of a dream shot, um I can't really think of one at the minute. Like I think you know, for for golf, 
it'll probably be someone sinking a putt to win a major possibly um just because it's it's kind of just like you know it's it, it's there you're in the moment and you're capturing that moment of someone winning a major trophy um if i got something along the lines of what you did for for pritchard where uh you know i just blasted through different frames of someone scoring a buzzer beater in the nba that would be kind of special um just to make it like a, a short gif clip of that or even just like you know when you see like the muhammad ali shots you know that that one shot where you yeah. just stand over someone um or some of like the boxing photos you see where it's just unbelievable how they've captured the point where the person's just been absolutely twatted and you can see his soul leaving his body almost like those kind of shots i would love to to capture like um in football like someone just like just 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 wrapping their foot around the ball when they're about an absolute like score an absolute snorter of a goal from like 35 million yards out um those are my kind of money shots for me like just i got a couple when i did some photography work for alamouth golf club and to have those kind of shots but on a professional level would be would be ideal like i've got someone celebrating a putt which for me that would be class to um to nail um but for yeah money shots like just watching someone win 100 meters in the olympic final um watching someone sink a putt for the majors watching someone score a buzzer beater someone getting knocked out but just at the right time where you capture the moment those are the kind of money shots for me like, and i think we like we mentioned the the, the sports journalism photography awards like the one example that i give you there when someone got a picture of a bubble right on david moyes eye there's just it i don't think that's skill i think that's just bloody good timing like and, and yeah. also a major amount of luck and fair play at the photographer who got that but there's also a lot of pictures where like for me like when you see him bolts like racing i think it was one of his final races oh um it was one of the worlds he ran where it's like it's someone's got a set to um to like a it's a tv mode basically you know on your, on your camera where it's like it, it just it lets you get that kind of blurry background of if, if someone to make it look like it makes it look like someone's moving fast yeah um and someone's captured it with usain bolt where he's looking around and everyone's like absolutely going eyeballs out and he's just smiling like just things like that i would love to capture little quiffy quirky little pictures like that for me that's the there's kind of thing i'd love to like, do there's been some like obviously like incredible spawn like things even away from like football athletics golf you name it, over like cricket over the years where if you're not like free of mind as a photographer and you, you really witness in history right in front of you like this just them standard moments they're going to be replayed for like for years to come and they're always going to be like the still shots and like b-roll videos where they'll, they'll always revert back to those particular shots and if that's you who, co- who captured that like you're gonna be you know that's your legacy for like years to come you're gonna be remembered because you captured this particular shot that's just getting replayed it over and over again like you see you mentioned that muhammad ali when he's standing over in the box ring like, like how many like you know it's probably been sold way more behind the photographer's back but you you, you might go into a particular you know could be IK or something or you might see that on a canvas somewhere like you'll always have that like yeah. like it's just like a legacy type of shot where it's uh, something to be remembered by I think if you ever do get a type of like hero type shot you'll be just 
I think you'll know as well because you'll be just so happy that you, you hope your memory card doesn't melt. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get it back to about 50,000 times oh, just in God. case you ever lose them. Put it on everything. Put it on everything. Get it, in the, get it in the Google Drive. Get it in the Google Photos. Get it in, the, in your emails. Get it just to send, send it to a friend. Uh, also, you've also got to think like that at that time. That would have been like a that would have been a film camera, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like a, so someone's like you, you can't even you can't save that. Like if that film gets fucked, you are knackered. Oh no, yeah. Imagine like being like will you choose that one for example? You're, you're in the box room, you get that amazing shot. You get it developed, and then obviously then you you, you know you lose that film. Like <sighs> it's like it's. Like these type of things I do, like private collectors will take that auction. It could sell like for like millions down the line just for that one, you know. You just never know where like you could be. Not saying I'm, I'm expecting anything major to happen in the northeast here, but we've had some like great things happen over the years where people still revert back to like certain photographs and images. I mean, I know it's obviously not on the same scale, but one point, one image I'll will always refer back to is when um when Keir Richardson scored that goal against the Mag at home and the, when the balls flew past here giving it at the back of the net there's only I think there's only one person in the crowd who's like kind of already off their ass off the seat <laughs> arms in the air where like it's like frozen in time where the whole stadium's like haven't moved yet but the ball's like breaking the back of the net and like that that photo comes around every so often when like whether it's if we're playing the Mags or there's any particular point of discussion where you may get mentioned, people still revert back to them type of like that particular shot. Um, so if you're going to get get one of that type of, um, it'll could be uh, be fantastic capture. Yeah, no, I agree. Just those be to to own to be that person who would own like an an iconic shot would be unbelievable. Like because that that's that's in your name forever. Like that's etched etched in your name forever. Like, yeah. you, like when you're gone, when you're gone. That's down to your grandparents, your family members, and if you don't have any family, then it's it's etched in internet history forever. Like it could be referenced for, for the rest of the rest of time. Really, like, I think um, those are the kind of shots that I think you may kind of just like to strive for. Which for me, I, you just never know, do you? You just you just never never know when you're gonna capture like that one shot and it goes fucking viral, to the point where it's seen as iconic, like. I'm pretty sure there's another one where it's got like Stephen Taylor getting his face fucked, uh, pushed into the, into the goalpost. I like to see that one yeah, quite a lot. That always comes around, yeah. Again, them type of shots. <laughs> I, I like how we've referenced like using the mags as a as a reference. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, th- I figured as was as a sort of widen things up. Yeah, I think I think um, f- for me and you. If we ever got that opportunity to, to take to tick off any of these things in our bucket list would be monumental, I think, and I, and I think we're both very capable of doing it. And I think people listening to this, if it was going to be something advice wise, would just be look at what you're doing now, whether it's using your phone, um, whether it's a second hand body or second hand lenses, and think what 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 do you want to do like later on in in, in terms of photography? Like, do you want to look at getting potentially a, a new camera body, a new camera lens, is a, if you're working towards a certain sector. So if you're beginning in non-league, do you want to work in the Premier League? For me, it's just don't lose sight of the, the target, basically, because some things might be totally outreachable, if that's even a word. Like for me, the NBA stuff, the American American stuff, it, it is, it's out of reach because of location, but 
there is always something in the pipeline and come and and if you and I I don't really believe it just yet, but I can see why people use it because sometimes it does pay off and sometimes it doesn't. But if you want something really really badly, you'll get it. Like if you work hard enough, you'll get it. Um, and that yeah, for me, that for me definitely. is if if you've got something on the bucket list, just work your nuts off or work your backside off to to get it because. If you want it again, if you want it badly, it's it's, it's got to drop sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, I think you've got to have that drive. Um, no matter what profession you've got, you've got to have that like motivation to want to push yourself to get better. So whether it becomes an obsession where you just want to take no for an answer to you, you kick and scream to you get it. But um, I think it's always good to have like bucket list or like goals to set towards um, in order to obviously if you accomplished whether it's one or a few. Again, you can revise to and put more to it and think, what what else can I do now? I yeah. mean, even if think if, if you ever get that fortune life where you've ticked every major thing you've done, then you've obviously completed the freaking un- unbelievable if you've got that <laughs> opportunity. But there'll always be something where you think, you know what, I want to try something like different in that respect. I want to go a totally different way. Because um, with photography, I mean, I could be sitting here now saying, I'm fixing it on doing sport for now for however long. There could be a point where I think I'm just done with it. I fancy yeah. a change of scenery now. I want it to be more relaxed. I want to do like more wildlife based or just go down a totally different route type of thing. So you just, I think that's the beauty of this. You, you, there's just so much things you can do. Yeah, if you live in certain parts of the world, we've got a lot more things available for you. It'd be great to have that anywhere. But I think if you really want to push yourself to that thing, then I suppose you'd have to, if you've got no ties here, you might have to relocate and go and if that's something you really want to do and as a career, then you might have to just up sticks and go. Now it's easy saying and you know, better than saying that, but if that if your passion's burning like a fire, you're gonna have to maybe just do that if that is the case. Um, unless, you know, it could come to you on your doorstep and you just think, Oh, right place, right time here, great. But um yeah, it's always good to have um the goals I think that's what keeps you going. Yeah. If you didn't have that, you'd be just kinda of like like you go around in circles thinking, why am I doing this? And I think you probably just fall out of love doing it. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I agree. If it's if it's if you see something on the horizon, run after it. Um, even if it's even if it's a little bit outlandish, if it's a, if it's achievable, just go for it. Run towards it. Run through, run through doors. Kick doors in. Um, ask you don't if you don't if you don't ask you don't get like if you want an opportunity somewhere just ask what's the worst that they can say no fair enough try again um, but Ross just to wrap up did we get any questions uh, to wrap the podcast up or not I didn't put um, I didn't put the word out um, shambles I know yeah well after the whole uh, beans and gravy thing last week I thought I'd have a break from it to be honest <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing I did remember because I know you asked us about I started in episodes, episode one or two, forgot to mention it. I think about two episodes, you mentioned it again, because I will cover it in the next one. We never did. It was that whole Ed Sheeran carry-on I had. Ah, uh, right, okay. So I thought, rather than having a, a question, I could just somewhere get that like story done. So we won't have down the line people think you still haven't said about it. Well, so, just, I was, I was just going to drag it out a little bit more until I got the 10, just to, you know, <laughs> just to celebrate the 10th episode with the Ed Sheeran special. <laughs> It's gone, it's past that long. I mean, I think it's people going to be like, oh, we've got to be really anti-climatic, hopefully not. But anyway. No pressure. So 
Obviously, get to do the gig at the stadium was fantastic, and I think on the on the build up to the DA was kind of like right report to uh, the Black Hat. So I was basically where the ticket office is at the stadium. Walk in, meet the staff, all great, just like getting checked in and everything. Nothing much than that. Just said hello, and uh, it was like right, you've got like your freedom here in like um, the car park for where like the, the come behind the barriers, all the fans. Fred Sheeran, you're basically going to capture as many or whatever photos you want of people like queuing or, you know, getting ready to come in and having fun, drinks and all that. So I had that like freedom to go about and do my own thing, which was great. Um, and as like time got on, like the, the doors were like going inside the stadium, um, doors opening, obviously people start to filter through and more people are obviously enjoying themselves with more drink getting consumed. Um, and there was a lot of like at one point it was near where see where the south stand is i was just standing about just like taking it all in um and obviously people were coming up see off the back of like oh i've seen you around they're doing the football like and i'm saying well, i'm here doing this do you want to photograph part of it all and a lot of people getting involved and um it was just before i, th- I don't know if like the first act had been on like the support act um and it was near where the t- where the players were out the tunnel there's obviously the main barriers with either side for where I think obviously the acts run on to go on the stage and the like. So I was kind of just like in my own little world. And um it was a security guard just like like really like knowing like you can see the veins of the neck like shouting. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean towards my direction, but obviously all around us he had like, you know, like young groups of lasses enjoying themselves, lads laughing their head, like all that type of stuff was going on. So I'm thinking, like, he's really, like, from a distance, like, screaming, looking over towards me. So I'm kind of just, like, look, look to me left, thinking, obviously not for me, because there was a lot of commotion going on. So I'm thinking, from my point of view, he's obviously shouting, someone's acting the arse behind us. He's obviously having a go at them, or... And then he's like, oh, are you in the, like, high-vis jacket? I'm like... So I quickly look around and think, there's no one else. It's obviously me. So I'm like, well, point me to, like, what, me? He's like, yeah, I'm like, like, come over here, like, really, like, Red faced a lot, and I'm like, "What the fuck have I done?" I'm down with just I was just standing still, just watching whoever the support act was. So you know, I'm casually just walking over. Like I'm saying, I'm too laid back for me on good, really. But I'm just casually walking over, and he's expecting me like to literally like leg it towards him. So I don't know if that made him even more mad. The fact that I was just kind of just strolling at my own pace. He's like, "Have you got credentials for being in here?" And I'm like, yeah, "Well, yeah. Well, I've got this like basic freaking wristband." nothing that's all i had there was nothing Mm -hmm. like no like pass with a photograph on or anything i just had this like tape wristband just saying like it's like Ed Sheeran's concert and then he got he taught basically tours a new arsehole so you shouldn't be in here like like, wait there we're gonna get the tour manager and everything i'm like all right mate no problem so i'm like i think he was getting more annoyed the fact that i wasn't reacting (laughs) so he was just like blowing a gasket so i was like he was like wait here I'm like, all right, mate, no problem. Um, what's what's the issue? So I'm like kind of going, what have I done here? Like, I'm supposed to be here. I'm like, Is this all like a wind-up? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, this uh, tour manager races down from um, where the players, like the tunnel entrance, Collars is saying, like, you've got no right being here. Like, who are you, like, reporting to? And I'm like, oh, well, it's obviously so-and-so. I'm supposed to be here for on behalf of the club. It was all agreed and stuff. Have you signed this? Have you signed that? I was like, well, No. I've reported to the Black Hat's house. So again, it's getting heated while I'm just like, the more it's getting heated, the more I'm just chilled. <laughs> Rather than getting like angst up myself, I'm just like, 
is this all this necessary? We can have, a, you know, we can just have a normal conversation. It's all going to be explained. So everything I was kind of saying to them, like, was not what they wanted to hear. So I'm like, oh well, the, the, you know, the people I'm working for, they'll be on the way down any second because they told us to meet, be staying in the tunnel because to meet up for the next like phase of it. Um, and again, it was like, we should, I can take your memory cards off your street away and your camera gear. I says, well, you're not going to do that. You know, there's a, there's, I'm trying to, you know, level with them and say it's all one massive misunderstanding here. Like, there's no need for the aggro. Um, but yeah, that was basically the point I was on the verge of getting kicked out for something I just hadn't done wrong. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so I got, anyway, by the time um, the staff who I was like, obviously reporting into came down. Um, they got collared and then it was kind of like they went off to have a separate conversation where I basically got told I can't I just stand still like not take any fours until it was resolved um, and I don't even think they knew um, about the whole thing so I, I basically getting frog marched up into, um, into the west stand find a quiet corner somewhere and then start signing all sorts of like paperwork saying you can only um use approved photos and all this carry on. And I was just like, one part of this thing I've, that maybe has kind of been done before, but again, I don't think that was, must have been like an oversight somewhere, which I'm not like saying it's anyone's issue or anyone's fault. It was just one of the things. Um, but the idea of getting kicked out for when you meant to be there was like quite like an interesting story. Um, and the annoying thing from that, after like we all got settled and sort of signed and it was all perfectly fine after that, and, and the security guard kind of like apologised the way he went. And I was like, look at that, Gary, you're doing your job. Like you're, you're trying, you know, I've got probably a lot of things going on all angles because it was like ridiculously busy. He was obviously doing his job with tech. I said, oh, look, I'm the issue. Mate. There's no problem. It's just, I think it could have been handled a lot better. Um, so that was that part, and the, the, the sad part, really, from my point of view, is as, as the, the gig's finished, I've parked my car over Keel Square, which is about, what, a 10, 15-minute walk from the stadium to over the other side of the bridge, back in the city centre. And um, by this point, I'm, I'm already out the stadium. I stayed quite late anyway to, to miss all the traffic, but me and my um, girlfriend walking back across to the, um, the car park, and as I got to where... The, um St Mary's car park was it was like it was like a few couple of missed calls and I was thinking, well what's this? Thought I couldn't feel it in my in my pocket until I got my phone out and I realised it was one of the members of the staff at the stadium saying, Oh, um, are you still in the stadium by any chance? I'm like, Oh no, I'm over Keel Square now. I'm ready to like head home. Oh, um we're hoping there was a photographer on site because Ed Sheeran's in the boardroom now with <laughs> the owners and they want to get some photographs. So when I saw that, I went, oh, it fucking would be me. <laughs> so I'm already like, you know, and I was looking, I can see the stadium back from King Square thinking, have I got time to run over with this, you know, shell on me back with all my gear in and run up the stair? I'll be I'll be in no fit state. I probably would have keeled over before I got the bridge, never mind trying to think of wishful thing and run up the stadium with all the like, people still coming across. So that was like kind of like a oh what if moment. I yeah. could have been like in amongst it with Ed Sheeran, with who's who and all that, getting some, you know, fours inside there. It would have been just like a like an unreal experience. But no, I'm I'm just about to like just throw my gear in the back of the car, just proper sulking. <laughs> thinking like what could have <laughs> that would have been like don't go as wrong, I'd done the gig, it was amazing. 
but that would have been like you know just when you talk about cherry on the top of like an experience that would have been like wow yeah so it was quite bittersweet in a way thinking oh, like that would have been just amazing but no it was just kind of like what nah, if? I'm on my way home now. I'm stuck in traffic, and even if I wanted to get her across now, you know, I'm not expecting him and everyone else there to be like, "Oh, he's going to run across." He'd be about, it could be an hour by the time he gets back <laughs> over with all like run up the stairs and all that. So that was kind of how it uh, ended. Amazing experience, but it could have been even more like amazing. <laughs> so, and that's the story. I don't know if that's anticlimactic for other people, but at the time for me, I was I was on a massive high but also a massive low at the same time this is why music photography is going to be hit and miss because you're going to get people like that but no that's that's probably a, a nice little way to round things off for us um so uh, we've had no questions but feel free again we always say this if there's anything you want to ask me or ross um simply just find our, our instagram pages or our facebook pages which is michael briggs photos or rgx media um or even the podcast channels which we do have so if you look for how are the togcast pop a question in there um anything you want to talk about it could doesn't have to be a question it could be a, a topic what we could bring up during a bit of light-hearted chit-chat um before and, and after the, the podcast so anything in there would be great and also if you listen to us on spotify there is now an option which i've only really noticed this recently where you can give us a rating um so if you if you give us a rating you know be honest it's definitely worth five stars i reckon um I have everyone given it like if they two. Can give half a star if that <laughs> then then that's their valuation of us and i'll i'll accept it but also on apple podcast as well you can give us a rating and write a little review which would be quite nice um but no that's it i think another good another good episode locked in um a lot of bucket list stuff, which everyone will talk about in, in some kind of form of life. Um, us with our cameras and videography stuff. So, hope you enjoyed it. Again, don't forget to follow us on all our social media channels. Just look for Howay the Togcast, Ross on RGX Media, me, Michael on Michael Briggs Photos. Um, and, and, that's, and until next week, it's goodbye from me, goodbye, and goodbye from my co-host, Ross. Yeah, mate. Um, see you later. Just don't overdo it, and hopefully the the back injury uh, sorts itself out. <laughs> Honestly, I am I'm in blind pain at the minute. Where like I even get I'm, <laughs> as we're finishing off, I've got a, a mega migraine kicking off, so I'm in all kinds of agony. Me, so see, the, the dedication towards this, mate. Back breaking, like migraines, a lot. In literally, skill, feels like me, literally feels it's like literally feels like worth me, five stars. It is definitely worth like, rated five stars for the sheer like guts and determination to ride through this podcast and stay out until the end i, I guarantee the minute i will come off here i'm i'm gonna collapse right so it's worth five stars just for that kind of thought but thanks for listening guys we will see you next week yep see you later Ta-ra.